0: Welcome to another episode of Lean With Plants. My name is Chelsea. People just normally call me Chelsea, And this podcast is all about how to lose weight on a vegan diet if you have been frustrated and you're struggling to lose the weight or you gained weight while you were vegan. This is here to demystify why that is and get you right on track to start shedding the pounds and getting to the body of your dreams, girl. So we're going to get right into it. This episode today is about why exercising won't help you lose weight, why it doesn't help you lose weight, because there is a massive, massive misconception about this. And if I sound a bit out of breath, it's because I just did a little bit of a dance party trying to like psych myself up because, uh, man, you'd be surprised at how much maybe you wouldn't but i really want to give you guys like the most accurate information that there is and cuz there is just so many well croaky so many people that are just really talking off the tops of their heads when it comes to nutritional advice and like full disclosure i'm not a dietitian i'm not a nutritionist i ha- i have no desire to be because in this day and age like anyone can go and research anything but There's a lot of misinformation out there, and yeah, so I want this to be accurate, so a lot of effort goes into just, like, reading stuff and researching, So, but I'm going to try and make this really, really fun. Um, One thing I was curious about, though, before we get into this, a lot of people on, like, podcasts and, uh, like, YouTube videos, like, they call their audience something. Like, I've heard people say, like, hey, babes, or, like, hey, boss babes, or, like, hey... I don't know, twinkle toes, whatever it is. I just want to know how you guys feel about this because I personally really hate being like put into a category. Maybe this is a personality thing, but when people say like hey like insert my tribe name here, like it, I it it irks me because I'm like I don't subscribe to that. Like I'm not I'm not your like honey, I'm not your like I don't know boo-boo don't call me that like, I don't even like people saying like hey mama it's like I'm me I'm don't put me in your tribe but I don't know maybe that's just a weird thing so I'm just yeah I'm never gonna call you guys like hey Chelsea's lean vengy munches I'm never gonna do that because I hate it but I just want to know what you guys think of that anyway we'll get right into the good stuff which is the exercising okay Let's get into it. So we're told about how important exercising is for weight loss. And I mean, it's everywhere. Like you go talk to your your neighbor down the street. Like I get DMs all the time and people are saying like, well, I'm not exercising as much and I didn't do this. And like I've gained the weight. And I just hear constantly like I'm not exercising or oh, you want to lose weight, like you should start walking and you should start doing this. And the reality is that most people think that exercising is one of the biggest contributors to weight gain or weight fat loss. And it really, really isn't. So there was a response to a Harris poll question that was done. Which asked people, what do you think is um like the major reason for that obesity has increased in like the last decade? and so eighty three percent of people chose lack of exercise, only thirty four percent chose excessive calorie consumption. Um, there's a national survey that was done that found the majority of Americans that think that, Exercise and diet are just as important as each other when it comes to losing weight. The reality is that they are wrong. And if you think that exercise is just as important or or really very important for weight loss, you are wrong. Blaming lack of exercise is one of the most common misconceptions about obesity and being overweight. And when it comes to like the scientific community, it really has come to it like a very decisive conclusion. And that that is the fact that calories coming in is just much more powerful in how it affects energy balance, whether you will be able to lose weight as opposed to the calories going out. It's actually so um, conclusive in the scientific literature um, that exercise is an ineffective way to lose weight that it's actually been called a myth Um, one of the big reasons for this is just the scale of what you can control and the scale of um, like how many calories that you can physically control that go out of your body versus how many calories that go into your body so exercising only accounts for about five percent of your energy output And that number right there is actually for people who are considered active. That's like doing two hours of exercise a week, which is realistically a lot less than most people are doing anyway. So the amount of um, like energy that you as a percentage spend on exercise is really really low sixty percent of the calories that we burn are from our resting metabolic rate that's like to keep your heart pumping that's for like your your big brain like your brain is a real hungry energy source like if you want to cut your calorie consumption, just do like a frontal lobotomy, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, just do, like, just remove your brain, um, and then you'll be actually being able to reduce a lot of your calorie burn. Actually, hold on a sec. like, that's the opposite, that, I'm trying to be funny, but this is the opposite of what would happen. Actually, if you do a head transplant, if you transplant another head onto your brain, which, I read this fascinating book, like, get if you're interested in this kind of stuff, go check it out, I cracked up at this book it's about cadavers it's about dead bodies um I can't actually I can't remember what it's called I'll put it in the show notes but that book talks about like head transplants and that they actually have done like head transplants on animals so if you're squeamish about that don't read it but that is fascinating and it's going to happen like I'm convinced it's going to happen at some point in the future don't know what that looks like um weird sci-fi crap going on there but if you are if you're wanting to increase your energy burn on a much more effective level getting a head transplant is probably going to do it because a lot of your energy requirements come from your brain um so about 25 percent of your calorie burn your calories going out So what I mean when I say calorie burn, calories going out of your body is from non-exercise physical activity. You're moving, you're fidgeting. It's called your um, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. You might have heard people talk about NEAT and this is what that covers. 10% of the calories that you burn are... from the thermic effect of food and this is basically just the calories that it requires to digest the food that you're eating and you've probably heard things like in the fit if you follow any fitness influences they're probably talking a lot about um, things like protein and how protein has a higher thermic effect of food yes that's true But you've got to get some perspective when it comes to this. This is only accounts for 10% of your calories out. So the minuscule amount of difference between whether you're burning like protein or whether you're burning carbohydrates. In terms of whether this actually affects your calories very much. It's a minuscule effect because what comes into your body is a much, much bigger um, like scale and it's there's, it's much more variable. So worrying about like the tiny amounts of calories that you could be burning from protein and or fat or carbs or whatever it is, it's really like looking at the minuscule detail rather than understanding the big picture. But we we'll, we'll might talk about that a little bit later. So in contrast, like a 100% of the calories that you consume... Uh, within your control, and I mean, obviously, we are kind of compelled to eat delicious Ben and Jerry's. I always talk about Ben and Jerry's. No, I'm not being sponsored by them, um, but we choose what we put in our mouth. That could be 10,000 calories in a day, and I I know of people that can eat that much and they're like super slim and they do like 10,000 calorie um, challenges. Anyway, they ate many, but it, or it could also be zero calories calories in a day so in terms of thinking about how this affects exercise you've got potentially five percent of the energy output that you control and then a hundred percent of the energy input the calories coming into your body so this is a massive reason why exercise is not effective for weight loss because it's really just not much it's just the scale of it there and when you think about the difference of calories burned between individuals, even like a very active, muscly like Arnold Swash, how do you even say that name? Schwassniger. I—I'm I, sort—I'm sure it's not Snigger in there, but you get the picture. Like a muscly dude, he even then like their calorie burn compared to say like a petite girl who doesn't really do that much. Like, she might need, let's say, 1,800 calories at rest. He might need 3,000 calories. Like, there's not, like, truly, there's not actually, like, a massive difference in calorie needs of individuals compared to how much People can consume. People can be consuming thousands of calories different, but the amount of calories that human beings need is actually not that different. So the food industry loves to blame inactivity and. This is one of the key reasons why we have this perception that energy out the exercise that we do is one of the biggest contributors to fat loss. Coca Cola spent 1.5 million to create the Global Energy Balance Network, and that was to downplay the role of diet in the obesity epidemic. This is not conspiracy stuff, but just think about um, how much of a vested interest all of these big, big food industries have in downplaying the role of what they're contributing in terms of calories to your your energy needs, they want people to believe that the biggest issue is lack of exercise. Because that, that means that they are not culpable. That means that people will keep buying their food. And this is such a, um, like a common tactic in the food industry that it even has a name. It's called lean washing. And that's a term that is used to describe companies that position themselves as helping the obesity crisis when they're actually contributing to it. And the easiest way for them to do this is to overemphasize the importance of exercise, which downplays the role of diet and it just makes so much sense that they would do this so if I was to ask you right now do you think that our physical activity how much we're actually moving has decreased in the past few decades or not i'm I'm pretty sure I'm like 99 percent sure that you would say yeah we're moving less as a nation or as a people but the crazy thing is that if you actually look in like the last say since like the the 70s, um, like how much, how many calories we're actually burning in, say, Europe and America, we're actually moving more. Like we're actually, we've actually increased our calorie burn, I should say. Um, and the ironic kind of thing is because we're heavier. So heavier bodies, like they take more energy to move around. So when we're, we're not actually um, much, much less, we're not actually burning much, much less calories than we were. Um, 40 years ago we are eating excessively more calories than we were um, in the past decades and this is this is the thing that really is where it lies it's the fact that we are consuming vastly more calories than we ever have in the past and this is the biggest this is the biggest contributor to um, our really obesity epidemic and then on a personal level like the reason that you are overweight right now is because of excess calories like there is no other reason simplified that's what it boils down to Something that I found fascinating when I was reading and researching about this is even how people think about what causes someone to be overweight. Overweight will affect their weight, so people who like blame inactivity for um, like whether they are overweight, they are actually significantly more likely to be overweight. Whereas people who think that diet is the most contributing factor to whether someone is overweight Um, when they're compared to people who aren't they are significantly less likely to choose like sweets Um, same with people who think that genetics play a a more significant role into whether someone is overweight Um, if they're given information if they're told to read things that um, like strengthen this as opposed to people that are told to read like a research paper that talks about um, diet the people who believe that genetics and exercise play a big role they're far more likely in these studies to actually eat like more of these like sweet foods or these very high calorie foods like cookies I'm going to take that a step further. This is like me speculating, but I'm 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 pretty sure there will be a lot of research that supports this as well. How you think about what contributes to the fact that you are overweight right now is going to really shift like your focus of what you actually put in your mouth. If you think that hormones are the reason that you're overweight, if you think that it's menopause, if you think that it is um, uh, like genetics, you are more likely to overeat on these things because you're you're blaming something or you're thinking maybe not blame but you're thinking that it's something outside of your control and people that believe this definitely when it comes to exercise and genetics are shown to actually eat more than people who don't which is fascinating So I'm going to talk about the three main reasons why exercise doesn't help you lose weight. And we've talked about why people think that it is, Um, like hopefully you can understand the reasons behind that. But before we get into the reasons why you have to understand weight loss and the simple science of that, basically it comes down to equation of calories in versus calories out. And if you don't really fully understand this, I recommend going back and listening to episode one and two of this podcast because it's all about the energy equation. But basically what it means is this, for you to gain weight, you have to, have consumed more calories than your body needs and what happens when you consume more calories than your body needs is that it stores these excess calories and at some point it will store them as fat like there's some complex mechanisms there um, as to how it stores carbohydrates how it stores um, calories from fat but the basic premise is if you overconsume calories your body stores that excess as fat and if you want to add actually get your body to utilize that stored fat then you have to be consuming less calories than your body needs because your body's primary Uh, like preferred source of calories is the food that you're consuming every day so if you're not eating less it's never going to be forced to dip into those fat stores like the fat stores are like the rainy day supplies so you have to get it to basically needing to get into those rainy day supplies before it burns fat so it, it is about an energy balance even though there are little things that influence that like timing of when you eat and whether that's fat or carbohydrates, but you still have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. So the first reason is because there's such a misconception about really the effectiveness of exercise. When people exercise, they inevitably and without even like much conscious thought, give themselves leave to eat more calories even just thinking about exercise does this. So when people are told to like read about exercise, they actually go and consume more M&Ms like in a study than people who were not given like this literature about exercise. So there's a, this massive really like disconnect between um, like how many calories something has and then how much it's, it's kind of worth to you. Um, and, like, for an example of that, if you go out and run like let's say you could go and do like quite a hard workout, like you run for thirty minutes and you you might burn like three hundred calories for perspective, that's probably about one slice of pizza, but you it feels like a lot like going out and running hard out for half an hour, like you feel like you've done like a hard dash there, so your understanding of your calories coming, your calories going out is like, oh, you I can eat a bit more. But really, um, there's because food is can be so so energy dense. You you can't really do that. You and when you do, when you overcompensate for how much you've actually burned, you really nullify the effects of exercise very very quickly. Um, from a purely physiological. Um, standpoint which basically just means how it affects your physical body not like your psychology is that exercise does increase your appetite and so when you've got an increase of appetite from exercise your body is going to compensate by telling you to eat more because remember it's main goal really your body's only function is to keep you alive and in reproductive health as well so it's trying to keep you basically how you are right now. Because any kind of calorie deficit, any kind of indication that you're not getting enough food, which is really what is happening when you are losing weight, you're kind of in this zone of um, some spectrum of starvation, right? But your body doesn't know, okay, she's not eating because she wants to look fantastic for that um, like upcoming trip to the Bahamas. Dude, if you are uh, like can afford upcoming trips to the Bahamas, I I am for your life, but yeah, anyway, so it doesn't know whether you're just wanting to get bikini ready or now it's like um, the quiet place and you've got to grow all your own food and you can't speak because these freakily scary monsters are going to eat you. If you've seen that movie, let me know. Like I thought it was quite good. I was like scared to watch it for months and then I finally watched it. I thought it was really, really good. Anyway, I always end up giving sci-fi and like superhero movie references. So... Yeah, I apologize for anyone who's not a bit of a nerd or who doesn't, who isn't married to a bit of a nerd. You, that probably goes way over your head. But anyway... um the takeaway message from that is that your body's trying to basically not let you starve. So yeah, it's increasing your hunger. And that could just be like a little, a few little bites extra of something here, a little bit of extra something there. And you can very, very quickly, again, because of how little exercise attributes to your energy out, you can very, very quickly... Um, nibble away pun intended at any of the um, physiological calories going out effects of exercise so there is a range at which you can exercise so much that this effect from um, like increasing your appetite it, it can't It can't increase that much. Like, so your appetite might increase to um, to about like 900 calories extra, let's say. So over the course of the week, if you do, if you exercise, say a thousand calories, and you you are consuming 900 calories extra in the week because of that physical exercise, you can actually increase your exercise much much more. Say like a thousand calories uh, a day, which is I think more than like. 25 times the recommended amount and um, then you you can't really like your body doesn't compensate that much for increased appetite so when you are doing these ex- the quite extreme levels of exercise for perspective a thousand calories is about probably about an hour run for most people maybe even a bit more depending on how much weight you have um but then you can you will lose much much more weight from exercise. So it's not that exercise does not play any role. It's just that at the scale that most people are operating at, it it can't um over it can't compensate for the way that we our bodies naturally compensate for the extra energy that we burn from our calories coming in. Um another way that we compensate for exercise is an unintentional decrease in our non-exercise physical activity so this is the third way that we kind of overcompensate for any exercise that we do Um, again let's say you go for a run you burn 300 calories because you've run for half an hour and now you're in a 300 calorie deficit by the end of the run so, your body is trying to keep you from starving, right? So, over the course of the next few days, it's just burning away at it at two ends. It's increasing your appetite to eat a little bit more than you normally would and it's also inevitably and without any like conscious thought on your part telling you to move a little bit less so over the course of the week your exercise that you did it doesn't actually account for a deficit anymore because the amount that you're moving has gone down and this is something that is really really common and not really understood is um, how much your non-exercise activity thermogenesis accounts for your calorie burn so so it's more of about like 20% of the calories that you burn as opposed to 5% from like your structured exercise and there's been like quite a few studies that have done one worth noting where people were overfed by a thousand calories. So they had like a thousand calorie surplus to their needs. But what was really fascinating is they found that a lot of the people in the study like lost, they gained tons of weight. And then some people only gained like a tiny amount of weight, even eating a thousand more calories than they needed. Um, one dude in this study, he actually increased his non-exercise exercise activity thermogenesis by like over 600 calories a day even though he's being over a thousand calories a day he's like combating that by eat by moving more just walking around more or fidgeting more or dancing or whatever it is um and so yeah this is why some people will gain more weight when they are eating more calories and some people won't gain as much what it weight over time this seems to be like a really key difference between kind of like slim individuals who don't actually exercise much and then obese individuals as well who don't exercise like when fitted with um like pedometers things that actually track people's movement a lot of like these slim kind of couch potato people are just moving a whole lot more like seven um kilometers a day more than people who are obese. So your non-exercise activity thermogenesis accounts for a lot of your well comparatively a lot of your calorie burn as opposed to your exercise so from looking at these three mechanisms the fact that on a psychological level we really just overcompensate for the amount of calories that we've burned we just end up eating more because we think that we can eat more and we have not really a concept of um, just the energy difference and really the cost of food compared to the exercise that we've done and then the second one being the fact that our appetites are increased and we just end up eating more not even thinking about that um, and then the fact that we when we exercise we just move less so we make up for or we don't make up for any kind of calorie deficit that we've created because we're moving less during the day so these three reasons are the, the main reasons that moderate exercise it won't actually help you lose weight and I can really attest to this because even when I was doing like hard out exercise, like I was running probably about like 30, 40 um, kilometers a week at one point when I was overweight after having my second daughter. And I was quite shocked at that time at how little it affected me losing weight and I was... I was really like massively eating more um, than I normally would. Like my hunger was through the roof at that time. So I was eating like tons of like curries with coconut cream and just eating a lot of food. And the, the crazy thing was when I stopped exercising, when I stopped running so much because I got injured, I gained weight really, really quickly. It had taken me probably like six months to lose about five kilos. And I put all of that on again in a month when I stopped exercising. All right, so what can you actually do about this? If exercise isn't such a big whoop when it comes to losing weight, what do you do? Like, how do you lose weight? It's really and truly going to come down to what you can put in your mouth. Like I said before, that could be zero calories or that could be upwards of 10,000 calories a day but it's very very easy to lose weight when you understand that you can eat as much food as you want by focusing on these lower calorie foods and i'm i'm not going to talk about really what those are today because you can go and listen to other episodes but the takeaway from this is to understand how important your nutrition is, how important it is to get that right if you are wanting to lose weight. You don't have to exercise to lose weight. You don't have to be ticking every single box, but you do have to be in a calorie deficit. And the biggest thing that you can control for making that happen is the every single bite that you put into your mouth. And I actually believe that this is this is a hopeful message because it gives you it gives you two things. First of all, it allows you to make better decisions about what you're going to eat and what you choose to eat, and then it also gives you, um, I guess, just leave to not not exercise, but to understand exercise's place and not think that you have to exercise to lose weight. and Exercise is really, really important. Like, the, I don't want you to come away from this and think like, "Oh, I shouldn't exercise," because exercise has been shown to um, like improve like your quality of life. It is so, so good for you. It does burn like that dangerous visceral fat, that fat around your organs. Um, it, it does actually help burn that fat, as opposed to if you were to lose the same amount um, of weight from just um eating in a calorie deficit so it does have an important role to play but the most important thing is going to be like I said your nutrition and I but I, I do think that this I, it gives you some leave to just play around with it a bit more and have a bit more fun with your exercise not thinking like you have to get out there and run an hour every day on the treadmill so, how you can actually use exercise to your advantage is there's two main ways that you can do that. The number one way that you can do it is actually increase your NEAT, increase your non exercise activity thermogenesis. Just moving around, around more, going for little walks, putting on music, playing with your kids. This can actually add up to like 2,000 calories a week extra if you just increase these little things, like walking to the gym as opposed to parking really close taking the stairs and taking instead of taking the elevator and I think when we hear this kind of stuff, well, this is me anyway, let me know, send me a DM if this is you. But I think we think that it has, we, it has to feel hard for it to be working. You know, like if I'm, if I'm hungry, it means I will lose weight. Or if I'm exercising, it means I will lose weight. But what I've found and what I've learned is that really it's, it doesn't have to feel hard. It doesn't have to feel strenuous for it to work. Um, I think that's just our perception is so that we don't, we don't, actually end up putting importance on um feeling full or thinking i this is going to work if I'm not starving myself. And when it comes to your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, just increasing that a little bit can be end up burning more calories a week than going and like smashing it out in the gym for an hour every day. So one of the key ways that you can increase this is to make exercise fun. And this feeds into like the psychological effects of exercise as well. Like If you think that exercise is hard. If people in like studies, if they are told that it is difficult or that it will be like strenuous or it's even like framed as exercise, they experience more fatigue. They are less likely to do it than if it is framed as fun. So for instance, like going on a fun walk with a friend as opposed to going and doing exercise, the amount that people will actually stick to it. So because exercise is so important for your health and because it does help to um, like improve your life and it is so so good for you just even seeing it as fun and doing something fun is going to help you to move more increase your knee and it's also going to help you to be able to stick to it long term which is really really important so something that I try and do is go for like a walk with my kids pretty much every day while we've been in lockdown that's easier because we're all just like going stir-crazy at home, um, but I as well started taking up skateboarding probably... I don't know maybe like a year and a half ago now I just yeah I started skating and that is something that massively works up a sweat for me but I don't even feel like I'm exercising because I'm having so much fun skating around and I'm moving I'm wanting to move but I don't consider that exercise same with the walking like I wouldn't consider that exercise I'm just getting out there with my kids having like a little dance party all of those kind of things that you see as fun so how can you make exercise and movement more fun and that is going to also affect how you, physi- like you physically and you psychologically think about it if you've just gone and you've had a bit of fun you're not you're very unlikely to go and be like oh well, because I went and had fun I can eat more food or I can eat the slice of cake whereas if you think oh like I went and pounded it in the gym for an hour like I'm allowed I'm gonna reward myself with cake because when you make something fun like it's its own reward and really that should be the goal with exercise that it becomes its own reward so in conclusion to this like do exercise please don't come to me and say well Charles said that I don't have to exercise to lose weight so then you just stop all movement please don't do that like Okay, that's if you do that. I take no responsibility. Like do not sue me for I don't know, becoming a couch potato. But do do make it fun. Do try and move more. And do understand that you've got to get the food right. You've got to get the calories coming in right if you want to lose weight. And for understanding how to do that, go and check out my website, Get Into the Lean with Plants membership. Um, that's where I teach you exactly what kind of foods to eat to get you into that calorie deficit, to get you losing weight. And you can also listen to um, my first two episodes, which talk more about some of the practical ways that you can do this. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and that it wasn't too boring for you. I mean, how could it be? Because you get to listen to me for like... 35 minutes and counting. Um, anyway, I hope you have a really, really good week. If you go and do some like fun exercise type stuff, please send me a message or tag me or put it in your stories and tag me. You can follow me on Instagram. I will put the link in the show notes. But yeah, go out and crush it. Get some perspective. Get your, get your calories coming in right. And this doesn't mean you have to count your, your calories or starve yourself. It just means that you have to understand how that works and that is not super hard to do you can definitely do that once you get that sorted out you will start losing weight you can whether that even though your genetics might predisposition you to be slightly more likely to lose weight or your hormones might be slightly more likely to predisposition you to lose weight or you might be going through menopause you can control the fact that or what you put in your mouth, and this will help you to lose weight. This will get you losing weight. There is hope for you still. I promise that is my 100% guarantee to you. So, all right, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening again, and I will talk to you soon.